Welcome to yet another edition of Hit the Target podcast, proudly brought to you by Hollywood Bets. I'm your host, Jesse Nagel. Uh, back after last week's sabbatical, um, yes, I was out celebrating East and also celebrating Arsenal, um, opening the gap to six points at the top of the table. Um, I say celebration because it was a hard-fought point at Anfield, but we'll get to that in a moment, as well as uh, the title race, relegation battle, and whatever Chelsea are involved in at the moment. Um, <laughs> mid-table survival. Uh, yeah, to discuss it with me, I'm sure you know by now, is Desh Patab as well as Chad Nagel. Uh, gentlemen, Premier League, it's back. Um, never left. It's, we've seen some midweek football. Um, some results go the way we wanted it and some results obviously didn't. Uh, if you support City or want them to go as far as I do, um, it's a good week for us. But uh, Chad wasn't the case for Chelsea. But We'll get to Chelsea in a moment. First up, early kickoff, Aston Villa against Newcastle. Two teams who have certainly punched above their weight this season. Uh, who, wins, who wins this fight? It's going to be difficult. I think two top teams uh, at the moment. Newcastle uh, are certainly uh, have uh, more to play for because they want to break into uh, the Champions League. They want to qualify for uh, the Champions League next season. Um, and I think... They're going to need to take maximum points from this game because uh, they have another tough fixture the next weekend uh, up against uh, Tottenham, mm. uh, who are also going for the top four. So uh, they cannot afford to drop any more points. Um, it looks like it's going to be between uh, Newcastle, um, Manchester United and Tottenham as uh, in the race for, for top four. I think Liverpool just fallen too far behind mm. now. Uh, so I think... Uh, the sides that, that, that I've mentioned need to pick up as many points uh, mm-hmm. as possible now uh, until the end of the season. I think Newcastle have um, have a lot of quality in their side. They, they're well-managed. Uh, I know it's going to be a tough uh, test against Unai Emre's Villa, mm-hmm. but I do expect them to edge out a hard-fought victory. Mm. There's, there's a reason we covered this league so intensely, and um, we love it. It's the most loved football league in the world. It's the best league in the world, um, as they say. Imagine I told you in August <coughs> that on the 13th of April or 14th of April, um, whatever day this podcast is released, we obviously yet to find out. Um, but if I told you mid-April, Aston Villa and Newcastle will meet in a battle like, um, fought with that against mm. six. Yeah. How would you have taken it? Yeah, I would have been shocked, definitely. <laughs> I mean, Newcastle have just, uh, like, risen from the ashes. Mm. And, um, you know, the uh, St. James's Park, like, you know, it's never, it's it's not an easy ground, you know. Like, you know that there's going to be, uh, what, 30,000, 40,000 fans. It's not the biggest um, of stadiums, but the fans really do pile on um, the pressure on, on the, the home team. And, um, you know, mm. like, they just, they just keep going at you for like 90 minutes and um, yeah, I think they really are accepting of Eddie Howe. You know, mm. when he first signed, they were patient with him. Um, you know, the deal got done um, relatively quickly, if I'm being honest, from mm. uh, Steve Bruce. Uh, and I think that the, there was an air of optimism, but nobody, nobody for, could have like seen this happening. Mm. This is, because, um, you know, it's the squad. It's like, it's, it's a similar squad. They have, haven't yeah. been many um, additions. Um, I think Isaac, um, has been their, their club record signing mm-hmm. and he hasn't even had that much more game time over Callum Wilson. Yeah. He has played, but I, I think he was a, um, a January signing yeah. as well. I don't think he started the so season. So they were in the Champions League spots way before. Um, mm-hmm. his Isaac, yeah, and um, yeah, he's, he's, um, he looks like he, he's um, worth every penny. Like every time mm-hmm. I see him play. But I then you're saying that it's yeah. the same team that were fighting for mid-table and relegation and mm-hmm. now the same team fighting for Champions League. You look at Aston Villa, this team was coached by Steven Gerrard this season. Mm. Seems like a long time ago, but they were coached this season by Steven Gerrard and were in a relegation battle. Now they find themselves in sixth mm. and fighting for uh, Europa League football. Yeah, they were absolutely smashed. That so two, New- Newcastle demolished them 4-0 in that reverse fixture. Mm. You know, they have been finding the back of the net relatively easily. Um, you know, and they lost, um, they've won their previous five league outings. You know, and sure. uh, scored a minimum of two goals in each of them. Oh. Um, and of course, it's a 5-1 hiding to, to West Ham. You know, that's uh, just insane. compounding David Moyes' mis- miseries there. But for me, I think the most impressive result um, 
you know, it's for me, it's between the 2-0 victory over United and the 2-1 over Brentford because Brentford came into that one mm-hmm. on some insane form, you know? Yeah. And I think uh, Ivan Tony missed a penalty in that one and, you know, you'd back him to the score because he had... He hadn't missed... Two, yeah, MC4. Oh, be, pre, before Ever. that. Yeah, he hadn't missed Yeah, yeah exactly. 12 yeah. and 12 in the league. Mm. I think 27 and 27 for Brentford. <coughs> yeah. You know, so when the penalty is down, you're thinking... There oh, you go with the stats, eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, I think that probably for me, the Brentford... Because, you know, the G-Tech is um, absolutely a fortress. And mm. for Eddie Howe to go there and take uh, all three points, um, I think it just goes to show that... Um, that this is who they are. This is what they, they so are. So you back him off again think, this week? Yeah, I think like any, if if this fixture was played around January, February, mm. I would have said, I think Villa could have taken it. But because of the recent uh, form, Newcastle definitely a form club. Yeah. And five wins and fives, it tells me, previously they were drawing games. They didn't lose much, but they mm. were drawing. They couldn't convert those wins. And I think the cup final had, um, had something to do with that because um, they were a bit lackluster in the performances. I don't know if they were trying to manage the game, maybe maintain the squad. Nobody gets injured. Nobody's exerting themselves. But now I mm-hmm. think they're just going for it, eh? Yeah. Ollie Watkins or Callum Wilson, Chad? Tough. So I, I rate both. But no, I, on the fence. No, I want I, to answer. Okay, well, I rate both, but I do think that I would take Cal- I, well, being a Chelsea fan, obviously looking at strikers, it's just, it's just the norm, isn't it? So mm-hmm. I think if I were to take... Uh, one of them uh, at my club, I would say Callum Wilson. Let's talk Chelsea then. Um, you said it's a norm. Right now, they don't have an out-and-out goal scorer. They could do it at Callum Wilson, actually, or Ollie Watkins. Yeah. Um, two games in charge now for Lampard. Um, two back-to-back defeats. Um, goalless. Just haven't yeah. scored. Yeah. scored. Yeah. They just haven't so scored. It's against against four it's games without a goal now. That's, that's not good. That's not good, yeah. um, especially when you need a, a bounce towards the run-in. Um, would Real Madrid of all clubs? Would Real Madrid? How do how do Chelsea approach this then, Chad? Because there is, they literally just mentioned now, Real Madrid are, cu- are coming up in a couple of days. There is yeah. a tunnel um, deficit deficit there. Um, so just, overturn. Just score three goals at Stamford Bridge on the night against the mighty Real Madrid. But in order for That's that to like, be possible, you need to. There's something you need to do against Brighton to ensure that. So there's yeah. two sides to it, and that's why yeah. I'm, I'm dying to hear your thoughts on this, Chad. There's two <coughs> sides to it. You can go in. The Real Madrid game with some belief and smash Brighton completely off the park. But then there's also an air of caution where you rest a Jao Felix, you rest a 38-year-old Thiago Silva. Um, players like Enzo Fernandez, he's played every game since he's there. I don't think he needs to play against Brighton because what are Chelsea playing for in the league? But then it's the momentum. So do you rest the players? Um, how, how are you looking at it, Chad? I'm, I'm, yeah, I think... Um well, firstly, speaking on uh, the return leg, I know this is an EPL podcast, but just because it was mentioned the re- on the return uh, uh, leg to st- at Stamford Bridge, I think one thing I've come to learn is uh, you just can never ride Chelsea off. Mm. Even, and the two-goal deficits is not impossible. Mm. Uh, they've come back from three goals, a 4-1 defeat away at Napoli, and they've, uh, they've overturned it. But then what uh, do you do in this game to ensure that that is possible? Yeah, so, and and that's where I'm getting to. I think while that while uh, Champions League the the tie is still incredibly difficult to overturn, but it's still very much possible, especially mm. uh, just the Champions League nights at, at Stamford Bridge. There's mm-hmm. a lot of uh, history uh, and there's a lot of uh, iconic moments where games have looked like they've been Chelsea have been dead and buried and they've overturned it. But I think, and, and, and uh, staying on that, I think that Chelsea, Frank Lampard will have his eye uh, on the Champions League fixture. I think what he's been brought there to, and we kind of spoke about this the last podcast, and I know you and Desh were opening, wanted to leave it open for the, the idea of him possibly impressing and, and being brought on on a permanent. Hmm. That was just never the case. Uh, it's, it's, it's just not going to happen because he's there to, Give everyone a lift, which it even seems like he's struggling to do. Mm. To pick everyone up, uh, to just uh, have have the players, have the fans united again, um, uh, have them uh, cherry uh, towards the business end of the season, and just to try end the campaign on a high. There's nothing to. There's not the only thing that we have to play for is is um, is the Champions League, the Premier League. 
I think he's gonna he's gonna play a, a weak inside. He's gonna rest players. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna give guys like uh, Mikhailo Mudrik uh, a run who who hasn't uh, had an opportunity. Uh, ben Chilwell's probably gonna play because he he's suspended for the next game and. Uh, they'll probably rest uh, Kukureya for Madrid, but we'll see some some changes like that. Exactly what you s- said from Lampard is exactly what he's brought in to do. I can already see a shift. Um, if Chelsea were to down against Real Madrid, led by Graham Potter, I don't think you'd be having the same no. um, kind of, it's not swagger, but um, disbelief. And I think yeah. that's what Lampard was brought in. That's what I'm trying to understand from what you're saying. Lampard yeah. was brought in is to build belief again. And yeah. um, yes, whether and to, it goes well or not. But to restore still... some Chelsea pride mm-hmm. as well. Um, mm-hmm. At the end of the day, yes, this is a club going, going through uh, an incredible transition. Like I said in the last podcast, none, none, of, none of us here can think of a football club, a professional football club, where there's been such drastic turnaround, just mm-hmm. changing from the manager's staff players, uh, uh, everything. Uh, so while that's taking place, there is still quality at, mm. at the club and they just cannot be written off. Uh, but Lampard is just there to um, kind of uh, just bring a, a positive mood back in the, in the Chelsea camp, mm. which has been missing. I think uh, the more you watch Chelsea, uh, the more it's becoming clear and clear to see where they need to improve at the end of the season. Um, there's which no is, use. This, which is clearly up front. Uh, they need a striker. Um, Christopher Nkunku from Leipzig is is coming. We know. Are you happy with the other departments in terms of challenging for a league again? Uh, for the for a league, I think it's we 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 like some way of uh, of doing that. Um, the, Do you have the goalkeeper to challenge for a league? No, and and that's why. Well, the goalkeeper keeper's keeper's been good, but he's made a couple of mistakes. So challenge for a league. I think we have the. I think we have a goalkeeper that I'm can win the league. It. We have a goalkeeper uh, that, that, but he's on the bench, and that's Edward Mendy. Do you have a defense that can compete for a league? Yeah, in personnel, yes, but uh, like a midfield. So all that's missing is a really good coach, then. That and and that's that's what I said last last uh, on on the last so, podcast. So, so this is what I'm I'm trying so, to. So the personnel's all there. It's 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 like they have. All the all the puzzle pieces are there. Mm. Um, the missing piece is the striking uh, a puzzle, striker and a which coach. is Christopher Nkunku. He's the piece that you have to wait for to push to put this thing together until it becomes beautiful picture again. Mm. So the thing is um, that can be done, but you need that guy who knows how to actually put this thing together. In terms of this weekend, um, give our listeners a a prediction. Um, Chelsea, you said one eye or two eyes actually. Yeah. I need to be uh, on that Champions League second leg. You've mentioned I resting think, players. I think regardless of whether Chelsea will rest players, but regardless of whether they were even resting players, I think Brighton are a good bet. I think you just have to, to put win. your money. Yeah, you have to put your money on Brighton this weekend. Has Ch- um, Lampard, um, I should know this, but has Lampard played at the bridge since he's back? In charge? He hasn't. This is his first this game is the first game in this, charge of them. This is his first, this so is his first game So at you're the telling our listeners Brighton? Yeah, because look. Um, Lampard's third coming? <laughs> yeah, I think I think that Lampard obviously he'll try. Um, Stamford Bridge will be a lot loud, uh, will be a lot louder than they were with, um, with Graham Potter at the helm. But I just think that the, the, he has to cater, he has to keep his, his eye on Real Madrid, and he's going to play like the the fringe players, the mm. players that that have been frozen out who don't have much football, who haven't had much football. Connie Chukwameka might play. Badia Shield, Nani Madueka, Abamyang. It could be it could be a complete makeshift side. And you know, Brighton they've been they've been just gelling as a team. They have a they have a they have a, a team that are used to playing players that are used to playing with each other. There's stability mm. there, and I just think I, I would say double chance it, but I think you can just go straight on Brighton. Yeah. What do you think, Graham Potts is supporting Dish? In this one, I think Brighton. <laughs> Yeah, I think his, his Chelsea um, tenure obviously short-lived, massively short-lived. I think he was probably what just like... You have to look said, at where he left and how he left. He left Brighton a hero, he left Chelsea a villain. Oh my gosh, you know, like looking at the numbers, it just gets more and more like sadder. You know, in, in 2023, only Southampton have scored fewer. Chelsea have scored nine goals in, 20, in 10 goals in, in the league. In, mm. in their, in their 15, 15 fixtures in, uh, in 2023, they've scored... 
t- uh, 10 goals. Only Southampton have scored fewer, 9 in 13. Which means with Southampton's games in hand, mm. Chelsea can actually drop to, to <laughs> the, lowest, the, the scorers. lowest scorers in 2023 in the, in the yeah, Premier League. That's shocking. It's, Do you agree with what Janet's to say about Lampard resting players or having an eye on the Champions League return leg? Or is there still know, some just, sort of pride? I was just patient. Honestly, when you're speaking about the, the challenging for the title, I was like, no way. I can't see this team challenging for the title next where, season. So where or, is it? What do they need to do? Because no, it's, it's we've addressed it. We've, we've done a breakdown. So do they have a goalkeeper to challenge for a league? You can't actually look at the squad and say that definitively. It shouldn't even be in a conversation they, right they now about, not, about the league. Yeah. They no, 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 I think it should not, because they're not even top you've four. You've got. No, I, 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 eventually, look, I, that, that's, the, that's, the, that's the ultimate goal, right, for all the top clubs to uh, be able to uh, strengthen your squad to challenge. And I think that's exactly what the owner's going to do. But there's some time, uh, you can't, no club in transition cha- uh, challenges for the league. It's just, yeah. it's not it's premature. So my thing is, and why I'm asking the question is, you look at an Arsenal who, um, who are six points clear, how much difference in personnel is there between a struggling Chelsea and a high-flying Arsenal? So for me, it's a stability that was provided because the club backed Arteta before the huge uh, Champions League run-in. Because the know? same team, apart from about three or four additions, were, ch- were eighth. But it's, it's exactly what I'm saying. It's a stability that was afforded to him. You know, like yeah. you can say a five-year contract is whatever, but let's just be honest. The new owner came in, flushed the club with cash. It didn't mean much because, as you can see, he's no longer employed there. Mm. But when a club like Arsenal, who buys uh, players like prudently, you know, use the word like frugal with them. Look at mm. Wenger's 20-year era and how they made smart signings. When a club like that goes and publicly backs their manager or a player, you have that full backing because they don't do that for anybody under any sort of pressure. Are you saying Potter wasn't there? No, you asked what's the difference between mm. Arsenal and Chelsea. I said he, he was backed in a five-year deal, but mm-hmm. it's not the same as Arsenal offering a five-year deal to anybody. Right. You, and the amount spent? The amount, yeah, again, it was, it was just <laughs> inflated. No, honestly, yeah. it was... It meant nothing. When one paper. player costs a hundred million, exactly. It's, it's not. I, I but think, the Arsenal I think it's project. New, own, new owners coming in. They're gonna want to make an impression. They want to. They're gonna want to leave a mark and put their name on. Like, hey, Todd Bowley's spending heavily. It's, yeah. it's just. It's normal. Mm. Even the Mudrik, I think they said thirty million went to some um, refugee um, household. Like, no disrespect, yeah. but like honestly, when a club openly says we put the price tag up at thirty million just to like support some some like foundation. <clears throat> Um, obviously, war stricken Ukraine is not some foundation, but um, yeah. yeah, I digress. But on the Arsenal topic, for me, there was a host of changes that went through before the start of the season, mm. like one backing um, backing Arteta with a new contract, even though they they didn't get the Champions League spot. I think he moved the captaincy from off Shaka into Odegaard. They penned Odegaard to a new deal. Let's let's okay. Let's forget Arsenal, Newcastle. Stability that this team was competing for mid-table relegation. Yeah, and they, it's again, it's personnel and what you can, how a good coach can deal with personnel. For, well, they have personnel, but so that's what I'm saying. They, 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 lack, they lack character, they lack pride, they lack aggression, they lack fight, they lack spirit, they lack so many things. But they but have, doesn't a good they coach have person, They have personnel. I think Newcastle has all those characters. I think they have fight. They no, have I'm talking about uh, Chelsea. I'm saying, Chelsea. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm saying uh, that's the only thing Chelsea have that's good for them. Personnel. Oh, the people, like, yeah. So isn't that a good, what a good coach does is restores belief. Gets the and that's why fight. we had this podcast last week. And this is why I said Lampard is just temporary. We need someone who's so, a big so personality. What, no, 100%. I, I, I definitely Enrique, a Pochettino, someone like that. I agree with that. But I'm, so what I'm questioning this <laughs> with is, I agree, Chad. If if Luis Enrique comes um, into the picture next season, what is stopping Chelsea from signing a striker and competing for the league? But Desh, you seem to disagree with that because you say Chelsea are some way off. And then when it's I asked stability. to when yeah. I asked to break it down by goalkeeper, uh, defense, midfield, and attack, fair enough. Attack they're very short. Um, but even before that, there's like you need to know where your players are going to be. You know, you look at the Arsenal team right mm-hmm. now, you know exactly where they're going to be. You look at that small flick from Trossard, you know, when he, when that ball came oh, to yeah. Martinelli, yeah. like he just knew he was going to be there. He knew that Martinelli isn't going to invert or whatever. If you like Chukamekwa, you need to make sure that passes right to Reese James and you don't know mm-hmm. where he's going to play, what he's going to do. You don't know if Cucurella is going to show up. Like there's no, 
they, they haven't played enough with each other to know where they're going to be because let's be honest, has like, changed it every week. Yeah, so, so you're right. They, they yeah. can't, I, I, you can't I, pick the lineup. It's nowhere near. I think it would be even unfair to even compare the two teams like Chelsea to Arsenal. Arsenal are like uh, at the peak of their powers. Exactly. Chelsea no, are in, in a personal period. In personnel wise. I don't think it's... No, that's why I'm saying that. I'm agreeing with you. Chelsea, the only thing going for Chelsea is personnel. They've got big name players. They've got good players. Players that have proven we know their the quality. Jao Felix, Mason Mount. The value is probably James. a lot no, higher I, than most of the other clubs as I well. I mean, we all watched the, the Champions League game in midweek with Chelsea and Real Madrid and I saw Enzo Fernandez, Kante and Kovacic come up against a Cruz, Modric and uh, Valverde and I thought, okay, this, well, yes, um, Modric, Cruz have course and distance and they've been... They've won just about everything there is to win. But I looked at that Chelsea midfield and I thought, this is not yeah. um, 12th in the Premier League. No, this not, isn't. not at all. And then I looked at the back line. I saw, okay, Thiago Silva, Koulibaly. Where's I think it was Fofana. Fofana. Yeah, Fofana. Reese James Chilwell. Yeah. Reese James Chilwell. Um, I thought, no. Yeah. There's something. And what I'm saying yeah. is, this, fair enough, Chelsea are a broken puzzle that's just scattered into... A, a dark room and we'd have to like try and find the pieces to put together yeah. with, with our eyes closed but there's two big pieces and it's a striker and a coach who can implement Absolutely the system agree with that. to find and all the quality players don't have to play you could have um, um, even Enzo Fernandez on the bench I don't think he should be holding midfield if Kant says there I would play Enzo Fernandez as an eight. Yeah, up front because he's he has slipped into Kai Havertz a few times that he can play a pass yeah. to Chelsea. Kai Havertz shouldn't be in a Chelsea team. He's more attack man. Yeah, then if you look, look at that Benfica look, look, team. I also think that the owners, the owners need to get this right because this could, next season could be like a real uh, different story for Chelsea. Mm. And I'm not talking about, I'm not like going crazy and talking about the league and stuff, but I'm saying with no... European football to contend with. There's no mm. we, we, Chelsea's not making the Champions League, the Europa League, or even the Conference League, and so that that will boost your chances in the Premier League because you have a, a a good squad. Uh, that they, they the need travel, to yeah, the, 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 not, they not need to make to they need to, okay. So Nkunku's coming in. Uh, the Chelsea's still linked with the likes of Ivan Tony. In fact, heavily linked with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're gonna bring in like a forward or two, uh, which would be a good a good thing. Uh, maybe another midfielder to bring some steel. Uh, maybe uh, that Brighton boy uh, who's good. Uh, but like, if you know, there's a couple. Yeah, McAllister well, like, for me is McAllister. Yeah, well, uh, it's, I'm, I'm a, Kaiseido. But McAllister is also a uh, top player. <laughs> you, but you can't look at, at Brighton. <laughs> yeah, look, at, look at Brighton. That's just, that's just their quality, you know. You so, could speak of Matoma and March. So, so just, back, just back Brighton this weekend. Uh, Brighton. I'm going both teams to score. To be honest, I can't see another no, Chelsea yeah. defeat. Sure. I can't say another Chelsea uh, I, defeat. I get that. I'm I'm more in favor of both teams to score. I'm, I'm going scored. both teams to so score. So Chelsea score against a yeah. resilient uh, Brighton um, defense. Everton, Fulham, Dish, mm. six pointer. Yeah, and it's 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 quite quite. No a, Mitrovic for Fulham. Yeah, um, I think um, Marcus Silva's ban is now lifted. I think he served a two match. And um, now he returns probably, to his former club. Yeah, and you know you're we talking <laughs> about the. Um, Real Madrid, Chelsea. I'm looking at that as an Everton supporter, and Ancelotti and Lampard are shaking hands, and I'm like, <laughs> is, "Look at my club. This is insane. <laughs> These are like, why can't we?" <laughs> Honestly, I'd him. love to see Sean Dyche in the Champions League, <laughs> just for vibes. Yeah, it's um, look, his his undefeated reign came to an end when uh, United uh, came to town. Hmm. Um, I think this one get back on track. You know, Sean Dyche still unbeaten at Goodison. No, 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 United. Uh, oh yes, yeah, yes, end, yes. Of the, end of that run. Um, I do think that there were glimpses of uh, good performances, but I think Decore, you know, his red card. I believe he's Thomas. Yeah, so he's you know with with um with a core midfield, which is what Sean Dyke brought in, and then Dwight McNeil has obviously been playing a lot. You know, he's his manager. Um, but the Decore, Onana, and uh, I think he will be. Also, okay, yeah, but I think he will be also slots in there now and again. But mm. it is that uh, that that's the central cog mm. of the team, and we've got a really solid defense. You know, those are pure at, athletes. Exactly, they can mm. cover the pitch. They can break some some tackles. You know, they're not afraid of uh, committing a few fouls just to get the crowd riled up, get under the skin of um, whoever. And you've seen them play like um, really well this mm. season. Some really good performances. So I think we do have a good central midfield that is capable of... You're confident of, about this yeah, weekend? For me... Because I'm backing you guys. It's it's also... The man knows how to 
get a club to safety. He knows what to do. Mm-hmm. And they don't win a lot, but somehow he just wins the important ones, you know? And if they lose like one of those, then they make it up against like a Liverpool or like a, a Tottenham, you know, like a, one of the, the higher. There's more, a balance. Exactly. So then um, I think we've got a Everton or rather Burnley had a really good um, track record against United of all clubs. I think mm-hmm. that they, they were able to score or like just come away with some points from Old Trafford of all clubs. Um, so, you know, this one, I, Fulham are not doing well as well. Mm. You know, they, you're confident. Yeah, I think that they... I'm, I'm confident. They, they run like... I'm just not confident in your confidence. Chant, <laughs> uh, Everton against Fulham. Um, two out of three say Everton win. Yeah, I think... Three out of three. Three out of three. I, I think it's going to be a tough game though. Fulham are, uh, have been very good this season. They've been, they punched above their weight. But uh, Everton have picked up since uh, Sean Dyche is there. And I think uh, this will be one of the most uh, entertaining ties of, uh, in the game week, I actually think. I think mm. this is the one that will be very entertaining. I think both a sides, card, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think both sides will give it a full go. I think we'll see uh, both teams just throw the kitchen sink. Both teams to score might be a play, mm. but I think I'll uh, back uh, Everton. Look at you guys. Uh, both teams to score. Dish is going with Chelsea. Uh, mm. Chad, you're going both teams to score in the Everton game. We just score. Like just going to see. For us. I don't. Scoring is I don't. I don't think Fulham find the back of the net in this one. Actually, I yeah, think. Actually same, I man. think we got a clean sheet yeah. on our hands. I'll it's, go to it's, no. it's really so been no a Everton. fortress since he's come and defensively we've been sound. I think and without Mitrovic. Yeah, exactly. And Pereira is probably the well. William actually is also very good. Yeah. Mm. Um, and you know we do have a veteran. Coleman. Uh, yeah, I mean, like he <laughs> could have a field day, but. Then again, you know, you, you're cutting in and you're meeting the Connor Cody's and Tukowski's. I think we should should have a clean sheet here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Other than that United game, I think it was three clean sheets in four appearances mm-hmm. under wow. Dyke at, uh, at home in the, in the league. So wow. I think that record um, will, gets back. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll have a good, good home. home uh, that's how we'll get to safety. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it's all about. Uh, speaking of safety, one team certainly not out of it. Just yet, Southampton um, against a team who looks to be on the rise again, Crystal Palace. Way has done it again, Chad. Roy Hodgson at the wheel. Roy, he's obviously, uh, I saw something funny uh, on uh, Twitter. It said something about how Roy Hodgson is the future. Yes, he has. I just thought. Have you, have you seen them in a couple so, of weeks? They were. I just thought it was so funny because what? to say he's the future of the club, like it's just he can the, be. He, the, he can be. He is the Superman. He's <laughs> he's the um he's the oldest serving manager in the league. Yeah. Crystal Palace were winless. He's also the second. He he's also the second oldest manager in the league and yeah. the third oldest serving manager in the league. Well, also the future that's so insane and you're right they, they, they are not no, the future we've seen like young coaches get yeah. sacked Graham Potter is not the future he's not anyone's future um go back to mm. what is that Norwegian <laughs> league <laughs> um but yeah Crystal Palace Roy uh Roy Roy as he's affectionately known um Crystal Palace dash if you tell me anything about Southampton getting a result in this fixture um I'm going to walk out. No, Southampton have been really poor at home. They're going to get relegated. They are. Probably. Bottom club, Southampton, I think the only win of this (laughs) Premier League season could have been against Chelsea. (laughs) (laughs) A third of their wins. (laughs) And you know, when they do go down, when when Southampton do go down this season, because I think it's inevitable, I'll take that player... Romeo Lavia. Yeah, he's quality. Good player. He's like a shining light in in, in that team. mm. So Crystal Palace won this. Crystal Palace handsomely, yeah. And uh, yes, no, no club has, has conceded more at home in the league than Southampton have. So that, you know that, the, that doesn't leaky, shock me. Leaky defense. You yeah. got to do better with just stats, there. <laughs> okay, how's this one? Palace. I mean, Southampton have had more managers than home wins this season in the Premier League. That's, yeah, a, that's a better one. There you go. Yeah. There um, you go. Yeah, stats. Living man. up to the hype. Two yeah. two home wins, three <laughs> managers. Um, Tottenham against Bournemouth. How many managers? Uh, what's the manager <laughs> to win ratio there? Uh, Dish. Um, is Stolini? I no, but didn't he get a red card? He did. So he did. is he going to be in the touchline this weekend? Probably not. They're out of all the other competitions. So 
Yeah. Who's going to be there? Then there is Ryan Mason. Ryan Mason. Yeah, Ryan Mason took over the second half yeah. um, against Bournemouth. He's yeah. a, he's actually had a spell as as first as team manager for the three games. Yeah, yeah. and the cup final. I think and he made was, Tottenham yeah. look like Bournemouth. So this is yeah. even the match then. He placed Jose Mourinho in the cup final. Yeah, disgusting. Tottenham Bournemouth chant. Tottenham win. Tottenham win easy. Uh, they they went quite comfortably. Nothing's I know, ever easy I, with Tottenham. No, I do think they win this game easily. I know. I know Bournemouth have been been good. They've uh, they've uh, risen to the occasion and against like some of the top teams. Think of Arsenal. Their performance against Arsenal when they kind of threw it away hmm. at the end. Uh, they've they've been they've been threw it away. You say? I mean, when you take it, when you take it two goals, <laughs> when you take, when you take a, a lead like that against, uh, and they had so many chances, mm. but you know they they are they have been impressive. They are a good side. Um, well, mainly they're mainly good against the top sides, so they they could put up a fight. They won't really roll over. I just think the quality, like Son's down a hundred Premier League goals, just the confidence in in the camps, the Spurs camp. Look at that. Uh, <laughs> I, I just think Spurs. Also, like I mentioned with Newcastle previously, when we when we discussed that game, they have a big game against Newcastle next weekend. They're going to mm-hmm. want to go into that fixture high on confidence, and I think they pick up maximum points here. Yeah. Tottenham win. You don't look sold. Uh, look for me the it's the, fact that, but the the manager exactly. Like, it's the manager for me, and I, when Conte was there, Brian Mason's good. No, he's not. <laughs> when when Conte was there, I. I thought that they could secure their, their fourth place because um, Brighton still had a few games in hand, but I knew that they still had the run in with Brighton. And, you know, they rightfully they won it. Mm. Um, but that you say rightfully there was a wrong decision there with the PGMOL. Yeah, come out publicly. I said that. sorry, mm. but sorry doesn't give points as we saw against uh, Brentford yeah. uh, with but, Arsenal. But anyway. So for, for me, like what I saw was the, the home games at Tottenham Still had to play, and their home mm. record was much better than their away away record. Um, so, th- with this being like, but the Bournemouth team, you know, the uh, team fighting for survival, it, they can like just come at you. And you know, Fuller Pulling is <coughs> is playing really well, Solanke. Mm. Um, and I haven't, I'm not convinced that Luis has come back a better keeper from his injury. You know, <laughs> Fraser Forster yeah. was in the nets. Um, I just have was seen he ever good before his injury? Let's <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> Look, yeah, he, he obviously he had good. a he didn't have a good season though, and mm. I think the injury. I, honestly, I think all the Tottenham players, all the staff, the owners, they just want the season to be over. If I'm being honest, it, it hasn't. You, you know what the thing about Tottenham is, and I can't remember who I was saying this. I feel like I've been telling everyone this because it's just <laughs> it's so it's so clear to see. Like you know, like how we discussed Chelsea, Chelsea's position, Liverpool as well, Liverpool. Uh, have been in a bad way this season. Liverpool and Chelsea have been clubs uh, on a top clubs on a slump. Spurs at the moment, this is the norm. Yeah, this is how they no, are every season. They're just like off the. They're in the in the conversation of of making the top four, and you just there's not no certainty no. of whether they're going to do it. But I think I've said it on this podcast a couple of weeks ago. Is there's only two big teams or so called traditional big six teams that are failing, and it's Chelsea and Liverpool. The rest are either punching above their weight like Arsenal. Or this is their level. Manchester United at the start of the season, um, yes, they punched above their weights. Um, they were in a false title race at one point, but this is their level. They third, fourth. That's <laughs> that's the mix. They, were, they <laughs> were in a false title race. They thought they were, and <laughs> they saw that there's another team, uh, two teams who are just levels above. But anyway, we'll get to Arsenal, Manchester City, and Man United this, in a moment. The, for for Spurs. It's, it's a must-win. No, it's a it's a must-win this one because yeah. you know they've got games against like Newcastle, yeah. United, Liverpool in in the ensuing fixtures. Mm. That's like you talk about oh, crucial points. Those are the games Conte would have won. I don't exactly. think oh, at least him, avoided defeat. I don't think sacking him was the right thing to do. But obviously, he said things that yeah, he was asked, sackable. He, he asked. He asked said, it. Yeah, I think he wanted out. But yeah. honestly, <laughs> you know, I'm looking at Newcastle, United, mm. Liverpool. I don't think Spurs like. Mm. How many points are they going to get from those? And this is the crucial in the master. And then, yeah. you know, like, I just wonder. Speaking of points, sell your, sell your okay, Tottenham I, I do think it was wise. League. Just going back to the Spurs uh, decision to sack Pante, I do think it was wise to sack him. Although he's a top manager, he had also lost the dressing room. Remember that interview with Richarlison? Oh, oh Richarlison's not the dressing room. I think 
<laughs> I think the dressing room would be quite fine with Dr. Jonathan. <laughs> um, but, but that's, again, we have to share our opinions. Um, sharing more opinions. Wolves against Brentford. Kind of have to be biased. Chad, Chad, you've got your Brentford shirts on, the David Raya shirts. Um, yeah. That he wants wore. Um, clean sheet for him? Well, maybe, perhaps. I think, in fact, I think I will give the clean sheet to David Raya. But is it a golden straw or because, to Nick? Because Chelsea, Chelsea were very, Chelsea were very good against uh, Wolves. Um, uh, sorry, Wolves were, were decent against Chelsea last mm. last weekend, but they weren't too prolific. They weren't too adventurous in attack. They were just. I think it was more Chelsea making him look good. And Diego yeah. Costa is just, he's past his prime. He's not the, the player he once was. I think. I well, think that's you, why they are so, where so, they are. Yeah. So I think, look, there, there's quality in the side. But I, I think that's why you can say um, Brentford probably could win with a clean sheet. In mm. fact, that's my tip. Oh, Brentford to win with Raya unscathed. I think, yeah, no, I think um, if Brentford are to sort of get their season back on track because they, they were phenomenal for, for some time, but, you know, losing to, to Newcastle couldn't have been um, an easy uh, mm. pull to swallow. Um, you know, you mentioned the, the penalty and the PG Mall. I think there was also a decision there, mm. if I'm not mistaken. And their home, their home um, ground has been a fortress. You know, they're away from home, this one. But, you know, Wolves... Don't score a lot of goals, eh? Yeah. I think it could be a clean sheet for both sides, if I'm being honest. Yeah. I think uh, Lopetegui would want to avoid defeat against um, against this Brentford outfit. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Thomas Frank will probably be thinking we can't come away with all three points. Mm. Um, but yeah, I can't see like a high-scoring fixture. I'm going to go with under 2.5 goals. Certainly seems the play there. Uh, Saturday, to conclude the action, we have the champions... Uh, Manchester City in action against what? Yeah, just oh an, an unfortunate Leicester. A high flying like, fox gosh. outfit. Yeah, who will be so, high flying after this weekend? Uh, come on, you foxes! Toothless yeah. foxes. I'm, so I'm think, trying to think. They no, got... I don't. No, I don't. I genuinely don't. <laughs> and you know, Leicester have actually had uh, some some shocking, some shockingly good they results are, against Man team. City. Six three streamer. Yeah. But do not four one as well. Yeah. One. Do yeah. not get my hopes up. Um, I'm leaving so much room for disappointment here. But I will be backing Leicester all the way. Um, no, I, man, I can confirm not. backing no. with money. I can confirm um, with emotion. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I can <laughs> confirm that I will be the biggest. Um, I don't even know. James do they Madison score? Fan. Do do the, do yeah, they, they score? score yeah, they this score. One. I think they score. They um, score. But they don't score as many as four or five, and I think that's what it would take we, to get a result. We're talking against. team that have just come away from. Um, we're talking new manager bounce here, Dean Smith. I, I think City to win. And but does Dean Smith score? Goals. Like, does he Look, does he does he engineer anything? Man with City, this team? Man City have made it comfortable in the Champions League, so they unlike Chelsea, they don't have to have any. Kind of attention to yeah. the second leg because they can they've, give, they can they've give their... brushed Bayern Munich aside very easily. If, if anything, at the way they're playing, they could rest for their second leg. Actually, yeah. So yeah. they could go all all guns blazing. Um, Holland was at seventy five percent foot last week, and Pep Guardiola said, "No, he needs to play because we're competing for the league as well." So sending a direct message to to <coughs> Arsenal and message well delivered and uh, unfortunately received because Holland was at the pick of things again. Man City, they are on course to win the treble. They are. They are on course to win the treble at the real treble. A Champions League, FA Cup and um, Premier League. the Premier League. But yeah, on sure. course, meaning they are favourites for it. Do you make them favourites for the league, Dash? It's in their hands, as oh. much as it's in Arsenal's so, hands. So, actually, um, when you started this podcast, you'd said Arsenal opened up a six-point gap. I actually think they opened up the title race. That's what I think mm. they did. Because now, like, I was pro-Arsenal, like, all the way at couldn't see City clawing that gap, but you know, um they they let a two two goal slip, uh two goal lead slip at Anfield. You know, mm-hmm. you, you you're asking for trouble. So um the fact that they walked away with a point towards the death, because I think Konate had that um, really awkward um mm-hmm. chance there. For me it came on and bang, you know, mm-hmm. game game on. So um I think that uh City will win this I think this could be the game in hand and then it becomes a straight shootout at the Etihad. Who who wins? Does do they go on? You know that's mm. it's, it's really 
back on track because uh, and and Guardiola has had um, the managerial headshot over Teta in the league. It's yeah, like yeah. ridiculous. I think it's like seven wins from eight games or something mad like that. Oh, hundred um, percent, Teta. Thank you for not mistaken. It, it could be. It could mm. be. But um, you know, like it could just be a lashing, and I don't know how. Um, yeah, how how does Arsenal bounce back from this going in? Because they play Chelsea after City, and again, that's another Arsenal. yeah. So um, yeah, I'm sure they'll win. The fixture this weekend, but for me, it's it's gonna be that uh, that city that at the Etihad all all to play for in that one. So no chance of any Leicester or Arsenal fans um, having a good Saturday afternoon. Um, <laughs> Thanks. No, I can't. I can't see it. Thanks. I think I think it's a comprehensive victory for Man City. I'm going yeah, like a margin so. of three goals probably. Yeah, I th- I say City to win in over yeah. three three point five. You, you asked a question to Leicester squad. Look, look at the goalkeeper. Is is Ward gonna come and claim anything? <coughs> you know when he sees plays like Haaland, you know any defender. You look at a Kanje, Aki when they in the air, he's not gonna do anything. You know. Look, we we spoke about manage, uh, managerial issues and personnel issues um, earlier in this podcast when we spoke about a few other clubs. Um, I think Leicester are where they are because of the personnel, and I don't think it was ever a coaching problem with Brendan Rodgers. I think it was the ownership. I think well, the ownership well, mismanaged the club. Well, there's a, a couple of ways of looking at it. Ownership meaning recruitment as well, and what the owners are doing to recruit certain players. And when you sell your best players um, to Chelsea season, for eighty million, season on season, you know Harry mm. Maguire left, um, Mahrez left, left as well previously. You know the top top talent has been mm. going, and you know Jamie Vardy, honestly. I think he just needs some rest. Yeah, just bring him back to to play. You know when he should be in an island somewhere relaxing. <laughs> he just like we need you. Like nine one one, come and save us. And like and he Crystal does Palace, it. Roy Hodgson, Jamie Vardy exactly. is the future. But he, but he can't save anyone. Jamie. No, but I mean <laughs> that's what we would. That's what, that's what we would have said about Crystal Palace. <laughs> but, but, he, but he has, Chad. Like he has. Like when they no, really like, when, I, I they tried with the nachos, it was a flop. On. They tried with Pats and Daka, it hasn't worked out. Uh, Tete hasn't worked out. You Only know, one so, striker has worked. So he deserves a chance. He deserves hey? a chance back. Look, uh, there's a reason why they kept him in the squad. Yeah. You know, there's a reason why he gets yeah. the extension, and it's because when the chips are down, <coughs> you need like your Jermaine Defoe's. Do you know what I mean? No, yeah. I, get, I get that's that. what it is. I do get Perfect that. Perfect analogy. I, I just think against City, the opponents, the opposition. It's just no, they don't. They are no. Forgive, forgive me. Not uh, for this game. Just, uh, <laughs> like probably not, not because they still have a favorable run. experience. You're yeah. right. Yeah. You, got, you got Wolves after this. Leeds, Everton, those, Fulham. Those you teams who play are, Leicester yeah. City also have a favorable run. <laughs> yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Manchester City uh, win this one. Um, of course, I'm leaving some room for hope, but plenty room for disappointments. Now we can talk about my club, uh, the club. Um, Champions elect. Dash, you say Arsenal opened up the title race when you when Arsenal um, got a two-two draw at Anfield. I I'm of the opposite opinion. I think Arsenal showed that they can go to the toughest ground in world football um, that we've seen over the past. I'm not even going to say three or four years. I'm going to say past ten years, uh, twenty years. I, I make. Liverpool at home, when they honoured, I think they're as good as a 2011 Barcelona. And I'm not saying Arsenal would have withstood a 2011 Barcelona, but I mean that in terms of what they can do when they are added, um, I think Arsenal have been to the toughest ground this season. There's plenty of talk about going away to Etihad Stadium and uh, going away to Newcastle <laughs> and going away to, to all these grounds, but Arsenal have been to the toughest ground um, already this season and being Liverpool and to come out with just two scratches and yes it's, it seems like two scratches but it's two wounds because they were 2-0 up I think you're looking at that the wrong way they were, I, I don't think they so. were two up the game was over it they wasn't let, over it was in it, the first uh, half yeah 30 minutes up they have showed no signs of slowing down they should have probably doubled their lead like you know, they let it slip. You, you know what it is. A draw at Anfield isn't a bad result, but when you look at the game and you know that you were two 0 up, up, you, you, you do walk dropped. away feeling like, oh, flipper, we got Gosh. the point, but like you know, we could have had all three. Are, are you saying point dropped for Arsenal or, or uh, two I points dropped? Two points drop. Point two points dropped for Arsenal only because Arsenal are no longer that Arsenal of yesteryear. They're the Arsenal of like. I'm not saying the, point gained because uh, it's not a point gained. Uh, no, I'm saying point gained. I'm saying if you were two nil down, no, and you this is in the Leeds Arsenal a, side. A football that we're talking match about is here. ninety minutes, and 
Arsenal, Arsenal are better than Liverpool at the moment. Not they, at Anfield. Arsenal are, should Jesse, not they were have... 2-0 up at Arsenal. Like, yes, at 30 minutes, 100%. No, but a game is not 30 minutes. Bournemouth were 2-0 uh, up against I, I, Arsenal. I don't think you can say this season, uh, like, especially if we're talking about this season and we're praising Arsenal this season. I don't think you can talk about Liverpool and be like, uh, they Anfield, are the, the toughest the grounds to go. I don't they, think Anfield is the toughest grounds. I don't think... Once. Trussard scored a hat-trick there with Brighton. Like, you never, that was unthinkable. In a 3-3 draw. That was unthinkable before. Like, you, you, like Brighton, I mean, uh, Anfield is just no longer the fourth. Liverpool aren't playing. Liverpool are kind of in the same boats as Chelsea. They're like knowing. They're no, off the paces. Fair enough. Liverpool this season they, have been horrendous. But look at that game in they isolation. They only came alive if, if, when, when, after they scored their first if goal. We were all, if the world was in a coma, um, for the past six months and we saw the Liverpool that we saw last season and then we woke up from our coma um, on the 9th of April at Hoppers 5 and we watched that Liverpool against that Arsenal. That last 60 minutes, that last hour of football is the Liverpool that won the Champions League um, a couple of years ago. It's the Liverpool that won the Premier League a couple of years ago. That's it was still very open. No, that, that, that game was still debatable. very open. I, I don't know. It wasn't seen, a, I, that's I, as good as I've seen Liverpool. Liverpool have mm. been, I think... You can still give Arsenal praise and, and cre- their credit and stuff, but without saying when, that about Liverpool, I think, like, that's the same thing. The high flying Liverpool, I think attack wave of attack that's, after that's what, what it was. no, no, because Arsenal had their chances. It wasn't you don't see a game as open ended as that and say it was a game at Anfield. You know, you'll never see look. A counter. And, and when you go to no up, you get complacent sometimes, and that's what happened with Arsenal. They took their foot off the gas. They felt like, look, now we can yeah. let's let's protect the two the two goal lead, and that that's what ended up shooting them in the foot. They allowed Liverpool back into the game. Not Liverpool weren't that good that they just dragged themselves into the game. Y'all, mm. Arsenal allowed they, them they, back into they the didn't, game, they didn't and Arsenal the... played. Continue to play the way they were when they took a two-goal lead. They would have been. <laughs> I'm not having. They, it. they would have had all three points. I'm convinced mm-hmm. of that. It was their game to win, okay. and they they lost it. I, yeah. They were they were favorited. Be- Before the game, 100. percent I can definitely agree with you. Arsenal went into this as this high-flying, prolific, uh, the best <laughs> thing since ice cream team. But sure. Liverpool. That. But <laughs> no, but they genuinely yeah. were. That's they were what eight points clear at the time, and yeah, no. there was all this fairy tale stories and. Arsenal are still that team, but Liverpool didn't show the team that they were this season. Liverpool showed the team that they were of yesteryear and years prior in that fixture alone. I'm not saying Liverpool are back. That's, that's definitely not what I'm saying. I'm saying in that game alone, Liverpool played just as good do, as they did do, when do, they won do, the do Champions League. Do you know how, how, like how to, 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 to look at this? The fact that y'all played the way y'all played against the elite Liverpool that you're talking about, mm. you don't even play that way when you get there. No, but that's you, what I'm you, saying. You, that's you why sit I'm, back, you sit back and saying. don't have the ball. You, like Conte says, suffer without the ball. That's how you play at Anfield. You don't go there. And that's because it's no longer, it wasn't a, the same Liverpool that you know. That's why Arsenal had that approach. They know, they knew going into this game, this is a Liverpool side that we are better than. You can win. This is a Liverpool yeah. side there for the taking. We can go there. And, and it showed and, in the opening stages and, and, they had. And had Liverpool yeah. been the way that they used to be at the juggernauts of European football, they would not have even had that approach. That thought, yeah. And I think Arsenal go with the same approach at Manchester City based on what they've done in that 90 minutes of football against Anfield. I say... Arsenal have the belief now to go to Manchester City and win because Anfield's a tougher ground to go to than the Etihad. And to go there and get a draw and get... There's positives. There's plenty of positives in Arsenal's play. There's certainly positives. And to go there and withstand what we withstood because defending is a part of the game and against teams like Liverpool and Manchester City when yeah. you're away from them you're going to have to know how to defend Good. it okay you're saying okay you're saying this I'm more Anfield, confident against saying, Man City now this, after watching like, that like this Anfield uh, uh, trip to Anfield now this season this was the toughest no game. that game that game I'm telling you that I think Man City the trip to the Etihad will be even tougher. That would depend on Arsenal, I think, because if Arsenal make it tougher, no, it's because of City. City, no, are, so if Etihad's a fortress, no, it's not a, as as a fortress as that's what we're saying about Anfield. City is a fortress, but it doesn't come close to what Anfield is. Liverpool once went like four years or so without defeat, or like uh, but two this season they've been they've been shaky. You know, I know you said they've only lost once, and mm. I know what you what what you're saying, but. The performances haven't been good. Mm. They've no, been well, shocking. Against the big teams, and that's what 
Man City have gone there and lost. No, Liverpool, Leeds, Leeds went to, to them at, and played a high. Fulham won at Anfield. You know, they, not they just... Who, what, Fulham? No, the, uh, Leeds are the only team to beat. Yeah, Liverpool. but Fulham won last season. At but yeah, what, what I'm I mean, saying is they go... It's like... They're the, still the, the best team at home last season. Their performances haven't been good. And no, I get the, that. the team is weaker as well. I, I'm, I'm, this is not me praising Liverpool by any means. This is Liverpool against the big teams. You saw they beat Manchester City this season. They beat Liverpool seven, uh, Man United seven 0 Those are things that Liverpool are capable of doing against the big teams at home. I, I just think it was a spirited performance from Liverpool. I don't they think came it back. was. The second half belonged to them, but yeah. I think it was because of Arsenal. They they didn't press their advantage. I don't they think were, I don't think that was Arteta's tactics. Like you know, your record at, at, your record against Liverpool has been poor. That was a chance to end that. Are, are you saying that? Second half was Arteta's tactics to sit back and defend. No, I'm saying, I, no, I'm what saying, I'm saying I'm, I'm not, he had no choice. No, I'm, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying Arteta made any mistakes. I think the players, and, and I'm not, not even, I don't even want to fault them because uh, they're great players, for, and you can't even like, really fault Arsenal now, but I think that it's normal as a player. And you t- having played the game myself, like when, you, when your team goes two goals in front, you tend to think it's not over yet, but it's kind of in the bag. And I think complacency crept in. Mm. That's all it was. And I think they lo- the, the same intensity they had when they were pushing for the two goals wasn't there because they had the two goals. Mm. And, I, and, and I just think they were maybe guilty of that, which ultimately cost them two points. I, I, think, I, think, they lost, pound, I think they lost their nerve. That's what I think happened. Pound for pound. Um, in fact, let me pose this question to both of you. Pound for pound now, who has more firepower between Arsenal and Liverpool? Definitely Arsenal. Arsenal, what? definitely Arsenal. <laughs> Liverpool are not scoring. We're going pound for pound now. No, but, we're, we're but, but, like, but like we're doing the Chelsea thing, like the, person, the, per, the personnel thing. A, a, a personnel no, is not coach. good enough. No, so that's why I'm saying, yes, it was spirited performance. I, I get that. But pound for pound, they still got a Premier League Golden Boot winner, uh, all-time yes. African leading goal scorer, the best goalkeeper in the they've world. They've got your man, Gakpo. They've got... <laughs> <laughs> they've got... They've, that's a proper team. And like, then you got like half Arsenal, the Arsenal, are, Arsenal half are striving the Arsenal's, to be like Liverpool. No, no, they've Not this season. To be like Liverpool. No, this season, I think only City. In fact, they're the only club that Liverpool can compete are, with City. Arsenal are better than Liverpool at the moment, hands down. This, no, uh, this, yeah, season. this season, but I mean, pound for pound, there's no way Arsenal are... But personnel, you'll have shown that personnel is not all you need to win. Uh, personnel is, you need more than that. You need spirit, you need teamwork, you need fight, and you're united. Yeah, are we, are we you talking about hunger. this season? Or like... No, or what? like what's in their squad and what's in... No, so but we'll it's take the personnel. Squad. It's look, like Chelsea will we say... Should, we should be discussing this season only because look at where Arsenal is, look at where Liverpool is, and look at what's happening in the squad. It should, we should only be looking at this as right now, so then, this game. Like, so, so then pound for... Well, or this season. This season. Why are people so confident in Man City? It's because, because of, of what Arlen. they've done. No, it's no, because, because of, it's because of what they've done no, previously. Because of where they still are. No, they but I mean, are, they're in the Champions League. They got one foot in the semi-final already, and they're still in the title. But race. it's also because of what they've done in pre- previous seasons that make them th- this praised or this recognized this season. Look, yes, me, but Liverpool is, aren't in the same boat as City now. This is what I'm saying. Like you're right there because City are like they've established themselves at the top, and they don't. Their dips aren't really like dips. dips. <laughs> they they like go like in a three match. A winless run for three <laughs> matches is a dip for City. And there's a and, crisis. And generally, Crystal Palace are like somewhere there. Yeah. Like, I've noticed that. And Leicester. Oh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. But um, what I'm saying is this season right now, Arsenal are the most complete attacking side I've seen. I've looked at Liverpool. I've even looked at City. And I think City's numbers are just inflated because of one player. Hmm. Arsenal have so many routes at goal. It's incredible because you're back like half of your team to score. And then you even have defenders that are hitting like three and four goals. Mm-hmm. When you, you know, Desh said that Arsenal are the most com- complete attacking team. I'd actually go as far as saying Arsenal at the moment are the most complete team. hundred, like yeah, everywhere yeah. on the pitch. Yeah. And yeah. because you, you said that's down to Arteta and what he's built. Um, down at to the, the players as well. Yeah. I think it was the nerves that got to them at Anfield. I think that they had Anfield by the scruff of the neck. I, I think they made the mistake also, perhaps made the mistake of thinking of the Liverpool of yesteryear. Yeah, maybe that's what happened. Because the, the second half, I think it was Liverpool. But mm-hmm. it wasn't convincing because they were both like 
going at it head to head. Let's be honest. The moment the second, the moment Jesus goal, goal uh, Jesus's goal went in, you I pr- thought you probably thinking three four five yeah. yeah. I, I didn't think three four. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, but maybe that's my emotion. Just you know, being cautious and you know. But but as, I, as I, t- so what? So I'll tell you what is going through my head. I actually got a bit emotional when Jesus put the back of emotional. I, I, I genuinely did because I thought I'm. I'm I'm going to see it again because the last time Arsenal won the league, I was really young, I was really small. I, I could bounce it to a certain point, but I got emotional when Jesus scored. I don't even remember. <laughs> I got emotional when Jesus scored the, the, the second goal because, fair enough, yes, um, the, the, the journalistic background in me was thinking Jesus rises highest on Easter, whatever. That is, the headlines, I was trying to create headlines um, in my head. But then... The football side of me, I thought, I'm actually going to see it. And I'm going to see Arteta, who was written off at the start of his managerial career, who's now written his own wrongs. He's, he's got absolutely zero doubts in the world at the moment. If you are... Um, even troops. troops. Yeah, I, I, don't even know. That, I don't even know. But there isn't a single soul on the planet, or at least there shouldn't be, because there's something wrong with this world if there is. It, anyone who doubts Arteta now is just mad. And that's down to what he's done. It's not because he signed um, an Erling Haaland for, for whatever price and he's come and made the team tick. All these players, and that's why I mentioned it earlier, all these players have finished eight. Bukayo Saka, player of the season, arguably. He's finished eight twice in his career. Um, Martin Odegaard was there last season when, when Arsenal uh, bottled top four. You got a, in fact, I'm just thinking you got a couple of plays there that could be play of the season. No, there is, for sure. And Ramsdale's performance is... goalkeeper of the season. Is, sure. uh, hands down. That's not not having that debate. I, I can't even pick a second goalkeeper to compete uh, like I'm not having a, a Ramsdale. Head and shoulders above, above the rest. But then again, it's down to Ramsdale that that game against Liverpool didn't end in 7-2 because there was a Darwin Nunes one-on-one. There was a um, okay penalty misses of, of it's not Ramsdale's fault. I think he dived the right way, didn't he? No, he stayed straight. He didn't. He oh. stayed straight and waited a second later and then went to the right side. But I think he it wasn't uh, yeah. It wasn't. I think yeah, if Salah put it in the corner, he, I think he would have scored. He showed that um, there's still like the last line of defense here, and mm, I think that mm. Nunez won when he stayed stayed. Uh, he stayed tall till the yeah. last minute. You know, mm. it just it gives them a. And bit there was of a couple from Salah, the Konate one. It's anyway. I, so so what are we saying in terms of the the title race? If City win the game in hand, Chad, they go three points clear, no, uh, behind. I, I think it's so close uh, to say. And I think if I, City beat Arsenal, it, they call the friends because of that well, fake that, up that, top. That, that's what I'm saying. It could actually go, the, the league could be one on goal difference. Um, if Arsenal are go- going to lose a game, which is still, you, you can't even say for sure that they are going to because at the moment, the way they're playing, they don't look like they're going to uh, lose, lose anytime soon. But if they are to lose a game, it's going to be that Man City one. But they aren't going to lose again. So Man City mm-hmm. still would have work to do. It's more Man City um, having the question marks are, which were normally, which was like, which was like a certainty before. If you ask like the question, can will Man City beat Arsenal without even much thought? You would say yes, Man City are definitely going to beat Arsenal. It's, the question was what scoreline. Now you ask, are Man City going to beat Arsenal? Cannot say that for, for sure, regardless of where the fixture is being played. Arsenal at the moment are a complete team. Who's winning the league? Dish. <laughs> Arsenal. I'm going Arsenal. I'm going to go with my heart and say Man City. Yeah, I think everyone knows where I'm going. Um, and so City, two cities then. <laughs> um, two Arsenals. Come on, you red men of London. Uh, speaking of London, I, I do think they'll claim maximum points yeah. against West Ham. And Chad, you mentioned so that. Before you go, sorry. Before mm. you before we move on to that fixture, I'm just thinking. At I, this I say, point, I at say this we, point, we remain unbeaten for the end at, of the season. Well, at this point, if you were to lose the league now, Arsenal fans are going to take it. It's going to be the most painful. In fact, I actually, there's a part of me that hopes you win it for, for, for that sake because like it's, it's going it's, so it's, it's yeah. to be, it's going to, I'm telling you, it's going to be terrible. It's going to be Do you think complete. Arsenal will, do you think? No, I'm just, no, I'm not saying no, 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 they, no, they're I, going to, I'm just saying, what I'm saying is if I was a Chelsea fan in this position that you're in such a glorious position 
But that for, for for most of the season being no, I'm, I'm not saying what you're saying is far fetched. It's because going to be terribly painful. Liverpool finished on 97 points and 98 points and didn't win the league title. So and finished fourth. So they don't have a track record of. It's like, like you know, it's like you know, so during, I, I during think lockdown, they like closed the liquor shops and stuff like that. It's going to be like it's that's, 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 that could be death. Are you suggesting loot? Arsenal there next season in the mix for the title, Chad. Before we move on, next season, mm. absolutely for the ne- for the seasons to come, Arsenal are well established. Mm. They'll, they'll get they'll title get stronger. Contender. They'll yeah. get stronger. Okay, um, and the squad will get older. You know, I think Champions League contenders next season. So top four. No, so I'm saying Champions got, League. Oh, Champions, Champions League. Goodness me! Yeah. There we go. <laughs> to win uh, the Champions League. That's one for the Arsenal fans. Um, I say we're gonna win it. Yeah. Uh, Nottingham Forest against Manchester United. So you win the Champions League. <laughs> yeah, so we, we're favourites. Um, Forest against United. Dish. Oh, definitely. Uh, before you say it, before you say it, don't say it just yet. Let me throw you off a bit. Man United play on Thursday. Yeah. They face Sevilla, who are Europa kings. Um, they don't have Marcus Rashford. They have to play their first team on Thursday. Yes, it's a home game on Thursday, but... They lost. That Thursday-Sunday schedule is not something that's really worked out for them so far this season. Mm. Uh, Forrest, we don't need to go about uh, into too much detail about teams fighting at the bottom and what they're capable of. We saw Forrest getting points against City earlier on, um, just not too, not too long ago. Don't, what I wanted to say is, I wanted to cut you short of saying definitely Man United, but have I... Done enough to to turn your head. No, I'm still going United victory. Yeah. I think mm. that um, there's still enough players that are hungry in that team, you know, and still have a point to prove. Um, if you look at play like Anthony, even Jaden Sancho, you know, huge huge money signings, and you know, like these are the fixtures that they really want to like impress. But you know, another player, Anthony Martial, you know, I think he's gonna start to get a bit more game time. Oh, give up. He, he needs to please give. Leave. Yeah, well, 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 now this is a chance to woo, woo some suitors, you know, like yeah. score a few goals. You know, you did yeah, grab he, one but, against but the Marshall to love affair with United fans. Yeah, it's surely that he's that the course, yeah. He's the he's no one has ever been a new signing more than Marshall, and he's been at one club since about 2015. And, but and every season, he's like a new signing, that, because, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. There's no, no but, about three times a season, but do you know what? This what's also put me off sometimes, sometimes players also. Like, players coming with hype, reputation. Okay, I get it. Anthony is one. Mudrik was one. Uh, uh, Nunes. Uh, uh, Timo Werner in the past. That's, that's not a common thing. But when you say this player is going to be is the next Thierry Henry, when you compare to, like, such players, like, Anthony Marshall was likened to the next Thierry Henry. The commentary was, it was romantic. Everything was just like, uh, this guy, this kid... Uh, when, when in the sale of him joining Manchester United, Monaco inserted a Ballon d'Or clause. So please, can we just put this <laughs> Anthony Marshall? Do, do you know what uh, I see? When, when I see him, when I, when I watch Marshall play, I think he's an intelligent player, nimble around the edge of the box. I don't think mm. he plays the way for um, United. Like I think he's the previous United. Are you are you saying no, even, as well? even then? Like I don't think, I think he he's was, good enough for Monaco. Uh, for me, for me, I think he's an intelligent um, player in and around the box, and I think a team, a club like United, don't really open that for him. But you know, with Ericsson returning, I think that that could be because Ericsson, yeah, well. but but Casemiro necessarily won't feed him the way Ericsson would feed a, a player. You know, Ericsson is like a Mesut Özil. You know, they will look for something, do something that nobody else on a pitch can do. And I think Marshall is somebody that can latch onto that wavelength um, and. I'm I'm interested to see like how how that plans out. I'm sure Tenog is also. It's funny, funny you mentioned it. Uh, Martin, our sound engineer, sound expert, is not the biggest fan of Christian Eriksen. He's mm. a Man United supporter. Strangely, it's funny we 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 saying yeah. Rashford's in, injured. We are talking about uh, um, Marshall. No mention of Vegas. Come on, no. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know what's up with it. But yeah, but, but do Man United win? Are you of the same opinion as Dash Chad? <laughs> It's Forrest, the way to Forrest. The defense is still there. You're getting that. Jesse Lingard going to... No, I think no, United, win. United win. United win. But they're like 6-10, eh? 
No, nah, but it took you six seconds to answer that. So you're clearly <laughs> yeah. not convinced. No, you're don't, you're, get you're, you're nice don't get on that price. Don't get on that price. Monday night, um, a lovely curtain raiser for the team still in the Champions League uh, next week. Uh, Liverpool travel to Ellen Road in a, what is this? Not a mid-table clash, but somewhere of that sort. Sure. Um, I can tell you what, this fixture for me at least screams both teams to score. I tell you what, it screams, it screams over 5.5 goals. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds crazy, but <laughs> there, was, there was a 4-3 um at one yeah. stage, wasn't there? Which is, um yeah, over 6.5. Yeah. So. There was an opening game of the previous yeah, yeah, yeah. season. Actually, yes, it was. No, um, uh, Bielsa season. Yeah, and uh, Liverpool, Leeds, Leeds as I've mentioned earlier this podcast, are the only team to beat Liverpool at Anfield this season. They did something that even the great Arsenal couldn't do. Um So... Is it going to be a case of revenge for Liverpool or will Leeds do the double over the Reds? Dash? Um, I think Liverpool need to win this one. I think just to like save face, and I think Klopp also feels that same way. Um, they've they haven't um, won any of the well, they've got one win across their previous five away league fixtures. But honestly, they've got eight losses. They've lost eight times of mm. the fifteen, more than half the fixtures mm. away from home. Liverpool have lost, which tells you. Jurgen like, Klopp actually described the draw against Arsenal as a positive, a step in the right direction. You think so? For Liverpool's sake. For me, the second half, you know, they were like reborn. At first half, they were despondent. They were like nothing. I thought it could have, yeah, gone like way, way up. And um, I think that, you know, if you look at the goals, when Trent uh, showed um, Zinchenko, like Zinchenko is like, that shouldn't happen to him, you know, but it did. And then quick, the ball was in the back of the net, like soon thereafter. Um, yeah, like for this one, it should, it just, it, I just think like, yeah, it's going to be a high-scoring fixture. And um, I'm going to Liverpool win purely because they need to. And this is the only club that like has have, messed up there. Have you had a look at Javi Gracia's home form at uh, Leeds? At Leeds. Are you um, still saying Liverpool win? Yeah, I think that's... Look, they're they, they a team that are capable of conceding as well. You know, mm. look at um, Melier. Yeah, you know that's not a shot stopper by any. Doesn't give you any confidence. No, does it? I mean you know but even. You know what? I, I never rated him before, but funny, like every time I watch him, like he he's, plays well. Yeah, no, but with Leeds, you're gonna make ten saves a game because that's. But he, what he's actually you. not bad, and he's a, he's a giant also. He, he reminds bad. me a bit of Kepa. That's what he reminds, reminds me of Kepa <laughs> mixed with Thibaut Courtois, whatever that is. <laughs> um, I'll tell you that sounds like a Chelsea reject, uh, but Ilan <laughs> <laughs> Melia is not for me. But uh, I'm not against Leeds winning this fixture. I do think this nah, year both teams to score is like, definitely the safer one. I don't um, even know if, if Leeds are going to score. I you think, think so? I think the older... No like, ways. No. Guys, um, I, I, I'm not confident in Leeds getting anything from this game. I'm going with a Liverpool win. Based on that second half and what you saw against... But also it's, 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 the, you, it's personal. It can't be, you know, it's personal you, because it can't be what you saw for Leeds because Leeds have been high-flying. Um, I, I I don't think so. I think uh, I'm I'm pro, pro Look, Liverpool. Yeah, this one. I'll just say you'd you'd expect Liverpool to win. I like I do. I expect Liverpool to win, but I think the They're smart thing to do by, is by is Crystal Palace to score. Like honestly, humbled by Crystal Palace, one up at home, and then you concede five. Look, raise the future. Yeah, but like I know, <laughs> like you, you're speaking about their home form. Like, yeah, but that was the first years, home defeat. But, I think we had Ellen Road under Gracia. Guys, uh, but Arsenal smashed them for another like not so long ago. So let's. I they rested half the team. Oh, okay, okay, enough with excuses. <laughs> Liverpool are gonna like hit them in this. I'm going like a three nil, mar- a three, a margin of three or more goals. Wow, so five two then. Um, Chad, any last words from your side before we wrap up? Last words, I'd say, come on, Man City. Come oh, on, wow. Man City. Wow, on that. On that note, uh, we got to end the podcast. Dish, I'm not even going to ask for, for your last word. You've, you've joined in. You've joined in. Man. You've joined in on, on, on Come the on, Man City. Come on, Man City. Come um, on, Man, Man City. City. <laughs> but yeah, as always, um, if you're not new to this podcast, you know exactly how I'm going to end this off. And that's why the guys in studio are having a bit of a laugh. But uh, as the saying goes, uh, see, the, the panel are ready to, to do it with me. Come, Come on, City. City. Come on, City. Come, Come on, City. City. You see, you've made me say, come on, City. Come on, Arsenal. (laughs) Come on, Arsenal. Come on, Arsenal. Until next week when Arsenal are top of the table once again.